Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So, tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we are going to be doing our, our December Gold Hoarder episode a little bit early because it is the holidays, and a lot of folks are going to be super busy in the coming weeks. So, I sit down with the Gold Hoarders that are able to take some time out of their day early to talk about all the stuff that's going on with Sea of Thieves. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. But before I get into that conversation with the patrons that came by this week to talk about Sea of Thieves, I have to let you know about all the other patrons. They're the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash Keel Podcast to support the content that you're listening to right now. They get the perks of being able to listen to the ad-free version. They're also invited at the highest tier to come on the podcast to be able to talk about uh, what they're feeling like with Sea of Thieves. Um, each episode at the end of the month is something that we do for them to give uh, everyone a chance to kind of share their thoughts and feelings on what's been going on. So those that didn't uh, show up, we'll, we'll introduce them, but everyone else, I wanted to give a rundown on the names uh, for this episode. So thank you to People's Republic, L Cute Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mir, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Roger the Brave, Regis Stella, Replicated Flame, Rustbell Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt 666, Sudesh, Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Skinny Matt, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support, especially during this time of the year. And remember, please take care of yourself before you take care of me or anyone else. Always make sure that you're being healthy, that you're uh, keeping your finances, especially during this time when everyone usually goes on a spending spree with all the deals that are going on. Please take care of yourself first. And thank you. Welcome everyone to the final Gold Hoarder episode of 2022. It's in, it's, it's insane that we've had so many of these. I can't wait to see what we're going to be discussing in 2023. This is the end of Sea of Thieves' year for the most part. We've got a ton of news that happened this last week. It's insane the amount of stuff that they talked about. We got some really good information about the battle for the Sea of Thieves uh, as far as balancing goes. The devs have taken to heart all of the feedback that I think the community has shared and gone in to really try and make some positive changes, some changes that I honestly didn't think were even possible when they were when they when they talked about them i was really surprised that we were going to be getting some of these things so i want to break down some of that we got some big changes so there's a lot to get into but before i do that i have to let you guys know who's joining us today for the gold hoarder episode and also thank you to everyone that jumped on i know this is the busiest time of the year uh, i don't expect anyone is is going to be available next week which is christmas eve for a lot of folks uh, so that's why we're doing the community episode a little bit earlier this month um, so I know a lot of folks uh, who who really would have loved to have joined us this weekend aren't because they're just 
it's just that time of the year. So thanks to everyone first off for coming. Uh, going down the list, let's introduce everyone and get some names and some voices. Uh, Carl Embo is joining us. Carl, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Looking forward to the break over Christmas and uh, a very exciting year next year, I believe. I think so as well, too. Next up, we've got Mina Ferry. Mina, you have power. Welcome. I can't hear her. Well, Mina's working that out. I'll see if we can jump past. Regis, welcome. How you doing, Regis? I'm doing good, and I'm really, really jealous that all of you guys get to go to the kill, go go to the uh, SOT Fest this year. I'm like m with me last year, and not this year again. Yeah, I can imagine that. That's a it's a hefty trip. It's going to be a big, big trip for me as well, too. So, but I'll, I'll see if I can make it all. At work least out. five, yeah, at least five thousand Australian dollars to get from here to Britain. And that's a really nice computer. Also, this week we've got Replicated Flame. Replicated, how are you doing? I'm tired, but excited to be here. Appreciate it. I know you're you're running low on sleep, so we'll try and see if uh if we can if we can get you out of here quickly. And last but not least, we've got Big Bad Pad, and unless Mina figures out her uh her microphone, Pad, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. And it would be nice to have an evening without Mina moaning at me. <laughs> You just have to read her chat. Um, we'll see. Hopefully, she'll be able to uh, to pop back in here. I see her lighting up in Discord for those that are listening, um, but unfortunately, the microphone isn't coming through. So hopefully, she'll be able to pop in, get some thoughts in here. And uh, she says that that Patty is very rude for these comments. I wanted to kick things off with uh, the release notes. Um, if if you guys haven't been following, Sea of Thieves did a massive dump of information for the end of the year because I'm pretty sure everyone is on vacation at this point. There's maybe the community members uh, that are sticking around to help kind of make sure things are okay. And most likely a couple engineers who were on standby for the weekends. Uh, but we did get some major, major updates for actual like events that are going on right now. If you guys don't know right now, there's actually a uh, orb stream that's going on right now. Um, December 16th, they kicked off the Grand Festival of Giving, which was the switch on where uh, at, at that live at that moment, live during the actual stream, they actually had all of the in-game decorations go live, which was really cool to to see if you happen to be in game, if you happen to be at an outpost. When they said it was going live, you could actually watch all of the decorations appear. Um, it was really fantastic, and it was nice to know that that folks were able to kind of. Uh, get into the festive, festive spirit with the actual uh, team itself. Um, then we have the Gifts and Glory weekend, which is effectively a Golden Glory weekend. That is going on from December 23rd to December 26th. After that, starting on December 30th, uh, we've got Grog Monet, um, which is the New Year's celebration, and that's going from December 30th to January 2nd. Then we've got Twitch drops that are starting on Monday. That's going from December 19th through January 2nd. And that's going to be huge. There is a, a ton of Frozen Horizon clothing that are going to be uh, made available. And as I understand it, it's going to be active for all participating streamers, not just partners. So it doesn't matter who you watch on Twitch, as long as you have everything connected and ready to go. You'll be able to watch any of the streamers uh, to be able to get those drops right now. Uh, and, and we have the orb stream going on right now. And I just I, I had to mute the Twitch tab because as I'm recording, I'm pulling all of the audio from my desktop and I completely forgot uh, that that the orb stream was going on in the background. But they have been raiding 
small streamers out there. There's uh, anywhere from, I think it's been like seven to 17,000 viewers on the orb stream uh, that have all been going over to small streamers. Um, and they've been able to get Twitch drops. So hopefully you're watching. It's this whole weekend. You only have to watch 15 minutes of the streamer that's actually present. Um, and all of the drops that have been going have all been stuff that is uh, older content. So things like the Mutinous set, ship set, the Twilight Hunter ship set, uh, the Gilded Phoenix equipment, um, the, uh, what am I missing? The the Spartan stuff uh, for, for the Halo set. Uh, they've also done some gilded, uh, no, some uh, emotes like the shooting star emote. Uh, there's been a couple others and stuff. So that's going on about every hour to an hour and a half. There's they're active for about an hour. And you only have to watch 15 minutes. So hopefully you guys have been keeping up on that. I have tried. I think I missed a couple because I ended up passing out last night. Um, but I've gotten a majority of the the drops, even though I've already had them. Um, Going down the list, I wanted to get some thoughts and see how everyone's doing. Mina says that she thinks that she's figured out her microphone, uh, much to Patty's uh, chagrin. So we'll see how how we can if we can get some Mina in here as well. But uh, Carl, have you been keeping up with the Orb stream? What are your thoughts on this? Made up that it's returned, um, and I like the fact of having to go and find the uh, the location to to obtain the orb because obviously last year I can't remember how we got it last year, but we got it last year. This year's a slightly different variation on it. Uh, we're getting hints from the stream to say where it's at. So that, that's been quite good. Uh, I've enjoyed doing that. And obviously they're doing little snippets as well because recently, in the last hour or two, we've actually got uh, a ghostly Briggsy joining yeah. as well. So We'll, we'll dive into Very that intrigued. for sure. I want to I want to see if uh, uh if everyone's been getting some drops and stuff as well too. Mina, have uh have you been able to get your drops going? Um yeah, yeah, I've managed to get stuff going. And we did get your voice. So yay, welcome Mina. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you. It's, Much better than I was. Yeah, it's been a, a heck of a week for you. You've you've had to deal with some uh some serious power issues with uh, winter rolling in and destroying power lines and stuff. So I'm glad that you're you're back with power and keeping warm hopefully. Yep, definitely warmer. Good. And replicated, replicated. Welcome. How you been? Uh, you, you gotten a chance to jump in, get any of these Twitch drops? Anything that you've uh, missed that you're glad that you've been able to get? Honestly, I've gotten a couple. I'm trying to get the Gilded Phoenix set, and it's absolutely abysmal. Yeah, it's it's been tough because there's no there's no way to know like what you're going to be getting going in. So you just kind of have to hang out and hopefully get uh, pulled into the stream. Um, if anyone's been doing this, uh, the, the, if they ever do it again, I would say that it's, it's going to be one of those situations where you'll probably want to have one tab open, uh, wait till the streamer gets announced and then the raid happens. And then as soon as that happens, pop open another twa uh, uh, tab. Um, I was, I was thinking destiny, uh, open up another tab and go to the sea of thieves channel. And then that way you can go AFK for a couple hours. Cause that way you'll still be in the chat channel for the streamer to get your drop and it'll be at least another hour and a half to an hour uh before they they choose another streamer and then that way you'll get pulled into theirs to be able to um to be able to get the next drop um pad is there been anything that you've needed out of these drops or have you been keeping up with it i haven't needed anything um i think i think the only drops i've managed to get that i didn't already have was the mutinous fist capstan Oh really? Everything else I've already got at least once, if not twice. Nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think I fell asleep 
and missed about two, maybe three of them this morning. Yeah. Um, but no, everything else I've managed to be on just it, because, like you say, you don't know what you're going to get, so it's literally watch. Um, but yeah, so far I've had everything apart from that capstan. And I think the only reason I didn't get it was because I didn't buy it. Mm, yeah, and they were giving it away a long time ago, but you had to earn it before you before they put it on sale uh yeah. and if you didn't if you didn't earn it then it was like it was back in the emporium which i actually i, I still kind of like that method i still think if you can earn it during the limited time event before it goes into the emporium then that's a i like that method i think they ought to do stuff like that more um but carl you brought up something that was actually with the the cfe stream which i think was uh really awesome and that was much like last year's orb stream uh which was a huge hit it was a huge um uh, uh, event for sea of thieves they they got a lot of people tuning in to to kind of wait and see what was going on it was just going to be a yule log with a couple little teases and then people found out that the teases are actually like prophecies for content that was coming in the rest of the year this year has been even weirder because it's all been tied to Briggsy, uh, which is the the first event that we have, the, the Adventure 10 right now um, with Tasha. So we've we've seen some really interesting stuff. It turns out Suds is going to be involved uh, because Suds is actually one of the former crewmates of Briggsy. And now uh, with the, the orb stream, um, the Reapers have absconded with the orb. And in their efforts to to take it somewhere, uh, the the orb was um, the ship was sunk. It was uh, uh, damaged and it washed up on a shore. And as it washed up on shore, it turned red and was corrupted. And now it's like this red orb uh, that is out and about, which is a really interesting way for rare to kind of take like cosmetics and, and kind of reskin them. You know, they usually take stuff and they, they recolor it and put it out. This is essentially that, but it's it's got a bit of a story to it. Carl, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about um, what's been going on with the, the actual bird that's been out in the world? Yeah, so obviously on the actual stream itself, it hints at where the bird is. Um, you go and find the bird, you interact with it, and then you get the new version of the orb. Um, and it looks like it, it changes, but there's not really, I don't really know how often it changes, but it's uh it's been an interesting way of doing it to be honest yeah i think they've got three locations so far the first one was down in the reaper's lair which was kind of a bummer because they realized that not many people are actually able to even get down there uh and then the second location was north star sea post and north star sea post i think was active for at least a good probably 10 to 12 hours uh it's now over at sunken grove as of the the recording of this um, and we'll we'll have to wait and see like where its next stop is. But if you're out in the world and you're you're keeping up on the social medias, uh, hopefully, or, or you've been watching the stream, you've been able to find out like where these teases are. If you go to that location, much like with the uh, the fallen sea dog lantern, you can speak to the cursed uh, bird, and it will give you the red orb lantern uh, for the the SOT um, Christmas festival. Uh, in your inventory so hopefully have you guys all gotten that who who hasn't or who has i've gotten it yeah i've got mine yeah yeah i got it yesterday awesome yeah i ended up getting mine as well too um i actually really like this one too the other thing that i figured would be worth talking about is something that uh that carl brought up which was briggsy 
is on stream and with the the orb stream being in the reaper's lair and the servant of flame or flameheart jr kind of asking the orb who the next streamer is going to be that they can go raid uh there's been little happenings that have been going on and the most recent one uh is briggsy has come through a portal from the sea of the damned and she is not in her cursed form as she was when we fought her in one of the the cursed rogue tall tale uh she is in her human-esque form as a ghost and it leads it really like leaves a lot of questions on the table like why is briggsy in the reaper's lair is briggsy siding with the reapers to go up against the gold hoarder uh is she going up against um rathbone did anyone feel like briggsy was kind of on that side when when we saw this kind of happen or have you guys been keeping up with that or is this news to you i'd love to get some thoughts on this uh if anyone has a uh, wants to jump in i've got a fair few thoughts on it um i don't know which way it's going to go because to me with the fact that she's came back as a phantom now from what we've experienced, all the phantoms seem to be either on the Brethren side or on the Pirate Lord side. But reading the journals, I don't know if uh, if the Warsmith would be happy to have her on side. Um, it sounds like she just wants to take her knowledge for herself. And I can't imagine a side with Flameheart either, so it's going to be interesting to see which way it goes. I don't think she's actually an evil person. Like I think she's uh, got a bit more of a soft side to her that we've yet to see. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I think it's interesting. Um, anyone else have some theories on why she might be with the Reapers? So the reason why I brought this up is because I think Briggsy herself is a bit of a loose cannon. Um, she always runs with crews that she's willing to pick up. She runs solo most of the time. She's willing to take on any fight. And she's always been interested in learning more about power and just getting more gold, right? A, a true pirate at heart. And she really does kind of embody what a lot of what Flameheart is. Um, wants power, loves chaos, has no qualms about uh, burning bridges with other people. Um, a true rogue. And I, I'm wondering if maybe she has been kind of brought into this world to see if she can help with Flameheart getting a body back. And if that's the case, then maybe she can get her body back uh, or at least be uncursed and stuff. And maybe she's not too happy with the Order of Souls trying to rip memories from her uh, from her skull at this point. Um, but it's really kind of crazy to kind of think about like, you know, Briggsy doesn't didn't ever seem to me that she was a Reaper or could be a Reaper. So we'll have to see if maybe she's there against her will or not. The other thing I wanted to jump into is with this latest update, we got uh, a huge change. We finally got the update to Golden Sands Outpost. It is now new Golden Sands Outpost. Um, and eventually I think it might be changed into new Golden Sands Port. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance to go over to the new Golden Sense Outpost now, they have all of the stuff that was uh, previewed in one of the last streams uh, live now. You can go check out the new tavern, you can go check out the new emporium, you can go check out the new stores. Uh, I went and did a tour of it and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It's not quite done yet, but it looks like they are getting close to working on finishing up the last bit where the actual trade companies are going to go um who here's actually been there yeah we've been over what did you think i think it is awesome and i think it's going to get even better my only criticism 
is that I know obviously in a previous uh, adventure we were obviously having to take stuff over to Golden Sands or blow it up with rowboats etc um, but I think there could have been a longer or more sporadic update of Golden Sands and the fact that it's gone from a little bit to a lot of it is now stoned um, I think it would have been better to have it slowly being built rather than going from what it was to what it is now but that's like say that's my only criticism um apart from that it's it's awesome it's going to get even better anyone else gotten a chance to to jump over there and see check it out i've been over there what'd you think of it um i think it's really good i'm excited to see what happens to it because uh I've actually chatted with a bunch of people. Um, I had wanted something like a Sea of Thieves version of Port, Port Royal in the game for a while, so seeing it come to fruition is really nice. But honestly, it's one of the smallest features there that they added, but it stands out to me. There's finally a three-burner stove at an outpost, and that's freaking amazing. Yeah, I really love that. It was uh, I noticed that was something that they had added into the uh, to the actual tavern. You can actually go cook a bunch of meat at the same time now. Um, which is, I, I, I feel like that's fair because I think they ripped out a couple of the actual uh, uh, campsites that were on that I- island. It was just, it was a lot of time kind of going from place to place to be able to cook them at the same time. Um, did anyone get a chance to check out where the new pirate legend uh, staircase is in there? No, actually, that's something I didn't do. It took me about 10 minutes to find it. <laughs> but I got there. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's really I, nice going down though. Really nice. Yeah, the the whole they've done a. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, they've done like a whole basement level for that area. So like you go down a, a staircase and it leads you to like a couple of doors that don't lead anywhere yet, uh, and then it goes even further down, and then it goes even deeper down. Like it's insane. Like it's a, it's a whole kind of tunnel system down in there now. It's it's awesome. Pad, you were talking about the skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I can't remember where it's part of the. I think it's the Umbra um, books you have to find, or uh, things you have to find around the world. And there is a, or when there was an old wooden water tower, there was a skeleton at the bottom of it with a list. Yeah, and they've obviously rebuilt the water tower in stone, and the skeleton is still sat at the bottom of it. Yeah, I love that they left the the Easter eggs. And Doug's uh, Doug's resume is still up in the tavern now. They moved it as well. I'm still good that there is still a broken staircase in the tavern, though. <laughs> yeah, did anyone else notice that? The I, I I was so ecstatic that they had a second story, and I started going up into the different stories, and you get to the roof. And they they left the broken staircase to the roof in there. As soon as I seen it, I, I took straight to Twitter with that. It's <laughs> like you you put all the effort of down towards the pirate legend hideout. You've got the the bedroom, you got the kitchen, the, the stove, and stuff like that. But you can't fix the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> of all the things, the stairs are still there, sucked away, still with that learning like what's up there. And if you look on the outside, there's cannons coming out of that building as well, and where the stairs lead to. There's lights that come on as well too. Like there's only on some of the windows. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous that they that the, it's such a tease. And there's a I don't know if you guys had walked around the actual tavern, but there's a um a, a cellar door on the outside of the tavern that you can't open up either. And it's like, well, what does that lead to? Yeah, I was actually looking at that today. 
uh, going back into the pirate legend thing, it might actually just lead to one of the doors down there, though. Yeah, I would love to know, like, if they've got something planned for all that. I was really bummed that some of the turrets that are around the the actual area you can't get up into. Uh, I was kind of hoping that those were going to be stuff where you had like lanterns that you could go up and light or um, uh, cannons that you could man. Like I was I was really kind of hoping that some of that stuff you'd be able to explore. But did anyone notice that there are two places you can dock rowboats? Yes, I did notice that. I thought that was really interesting, given that they're so far away from the sovereigns and the uh, the trade companies. Yeah, just this random thing on the dock where you can park a rowboat. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. It does add to the aesthetic appeal of it, though. I love like the little the little water that's kind of next to where... You can dock it, kind of showing that you know people are wet and they're getting onto the uh, the stone, and the stone is keeping some of that water there. So I, I didn't notice that. Is it quite far away from the uh, the main middle part of it? Is it or? So there's there's one that is next to the far east island uh, where the the big turrets are, and you can and there's like um. I'm trying to think of what it's called, but it's it's like a little circle area that has like a, is it a signpost? I think it's a signpost that's kind of has some nice stonework around it. And there's one there. And then there's one that is just to the north side of where the actual tavern is. Uh, and I, I, I got to, you know, walking around there and, and I noticed that these are our little docking places and they've got some nice little things around there but everything is like so far away from where the sovereign's tent and the the trade companies are i'm really kind of curious what do you guys think is going to happen to the castaway i was thinking about this and i'm not too sure it, it, it's in that area which is not really developed yet mm-hmm. so i wonder if they're going to have some sort of i, I think it's in the pirates uh, one of the pirates life tall tales um where you could walk up towards this fort i wonder if they're going to have that on the front end of it um, and that's where that's where they'll stay. So there'll be a bit of a sand area where the current traders are, mm-hmm. but then the big wall because you can see the wall is being built around at the moment. Yeah, but it does seem to come inwards rather than all the way out to the end. So that'll be my guess. Anyone else have some speculation before I give my thoughts? No, hit us with your thoughts. So you guys remember in, I think it's Tall Tale 3, uh, specifically the, what Carl was talking about with, uh, they have the Spanish fort there. But before you get to the Spanish fort, you're kind of sailing through this murky swamp area. And it's actually Teodoma's house up on stilts. And I wonder if maybe they were to take what the current Emporium's uh, kind of structure is, like the, the old hut that they have. I'm wondering if Teodoma, if she could fashion a new place for herself, if maybe she would go back to what she used to have and have one of her old uh, or have her new home be like a, a hut that represents what she used to have in the swamp. But I don't know. What do you guys that, think? That would make sense. Um, but with the fact that she sits outside, I, I guess there is a way around it where you have the actual more like her actual house. It would make more sense. But would that take it away? Because obviously you don't find out she is who she is until later on in the Tall Tales, isn't it? True, yeah. So would that take that away from the first few? Possibly, yeah. Given that you don't, you're not supposed to know. Like, I I figure most of us pretty pretty much knew when we first got the content, but most uh, most people coming into it might not notice that that's who that is if they haven't been following the fact that it's the 
uh, a Pirates Life update or a Pirates of the Caribbean update. Pad, we were talking about the castaway and what's going to happen to her once things get more developed on New Golden Sands while you're uh, while you had to take off. Um, what do you think is going to happen to her? Uh, now, I seem to remember having a conversation, and I think it was at a point with um, Mike that at some point the castaway is going to go from the game that um there won't be a load in at um for a pirate's life so i think in the end she will go interesting because mm. i know that one of the things i talked to mike about was is that they wanted to make sure that those stone archways were noticeable and that it didn't matter where you logged in to the game you would have access to the pirate's life content and i wonder if maybe that was uh, something that was a contractual agreement, like a certain number of years post-launch that they had to have that support for it uh, f to be able to have the Pirates of the Caribbean license, maybe. I, I, I'm not fully sure, obviously, about the contracts that they've got in place, but I think as a tall tale and as for a story, they should really stay in the game. I just don't think they'll have a separate building for Tiadama. They'll, they'll probably put the books on the side of the tavern or something similar, just have a table with it. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if, uh, if they build that up, if they have the trade companies in their own respective areas, because it does look like they are going to have all of that stonework moving out towards the rest of that island. But will the, the shipwright get a stone structure uh, with a solid dock, uh, will the merchants still be out on the dock? Will the the order of souls still want kind of a a weird cave like kind of underneath a, a structure kind of thing? Like it, it really makes me wonder if they're if they were given the opportunity, what would they what would they decide would be the look of their new structures? Anyone have any thoughts? Uh, regarding that, um, not saying this could or should happen, but uh, it's just a thought that kind of hit my mind. They could always go with like a um an open air market style thing for them. Mm, that would be kind of cool. Have everyone kind of in the same little area together. Pad, what do you think? Well, I, as I just put in chat, um, I noticed when I'm looking at the map, um, of the outpost, that only a third of the outpost is stone so far. Yeah. Now, all right. Admittedly, most of that is the, like the tavern area and down towards the like the southeast, um, dock. So I think that, like you say, they're leaving the merchants and that until, or sorry, the vendors, etc., until last. Um, but I think it's going to get a lot bigger. And I think, yes, like you say, that, that I think they are going to keep the vendors and um, emissaries together. Um, because otherwise you're going to dock in one place and have to carry whatever you're trying to sell to four different places. So I think they're going to keep them quite close to each other. Do you think they'll get like uh, bigger, bigger places to hang out on? Or do you think like the... Uh... Oh, yeah, of, of course they will. Yeah. You only have to look at the tavern that is now. It's, it's almost tripled in size. Um <laughs> But it's a gold herder. Like, would the gold herder, like, are, who's paying for that change? You know, would the gold herder want to spend money on, on upgrading his digs? He'll have an option. I think if he got given somewhere to go, he would move to it. Yeah. You think he would get, like, a big gold house? I don't know about that. But <laughs> if they're rebuilding the whole place in stone and they build bits for the gold herder and that lot, then I would imagine that they would they would just take it i don't know mm. so definitely a possibility but only if it was only if it was offered to them 
judging the gold hoarders? Probably. That's fair. I could definitely get behind that. Did anyone have anything else they wanted to jump into with the uh, new Golden Sands outpost? Are there any places that you want to see this kind of a change happen to next? Or is one one port town enough? I, th- I think one thing I would say is that the TDMers are going to love it. You think they're There gonna... are so many places to to have your your 1v1 fights or even crew versus crew fights on that outpost and as i said it's only going to get bigger so Mm. i'm always i really do wonder like if if like folks actually do find a way to actually get to use that because i think that's what seaforts kind of were supposed to kick up and i i don't hear anyone ever talking about how people are using the seaforts as tdm arenas no because fuzzy had uh, tried taking over a server and, and advertising the fact that he's in charge of this fort, come and take it from me. And (laughs) he didn't get anybody coming to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. All right. So if any, if, if everyone's good on new golden sands outpost, did we want to jump into the, uh, balance changes that came with blunder bombs? Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show or just the changes in general that came i've not had much of a chance to really experience many of the changes yet uh, i've not done any pvp i've just been focusing my vaults but i love the fact that they are now uh, jetting the the cannon the wood and the food barrels However, from scrolling through Twitter, I think it may need some balancing with some crews ending up with about five pages of cannibals. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction, though, because it allows them then to dive back in rather than have to go back supply and taking half an hour between fights to dive back in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm actually going to mention something similar because uh, one of the biggest downsides to PvP for me right now is you spend an hour trying to get supplies or 30 minutes or what be only to get sunk and have to rinse and repeat. I absolutely love doing the PVP, but I think they should introduce a way to, for people that get sunk to have at least some of their supplies left over. That way they're not so hurting for supplies and have to spend all this time to get back in PVP when a lot of people's time is still limited. And replicated, what size ship are you typically sailing on when you're doing your PvP? It depends on the day of the week and the time of day. Uh, most often, it's either me as a solo sloop or with my friend. But uh, I've recently found some other people to sail with, including uh, Norwegian. I've been sailing with him a lot. And uh, I've got two other friends that sail after 2 a.m. EST with me. 
and we all run galley. Interesting. Okay, so you've had a fair amount of, of experience with all the ships then. Um, the patch notes came out, and they announced that they were doing a bunch of changes. Uh, so to kind of break down what happened is the Rare Dev team took a look at what some of the biggest things that were happening in the battle for the Sea of Thieves, and they're going to be addressing a lot of this. Um, matchmaking is going to get some changes. They're going to start looking at ways to make sure that if things are taking too long, that if they can't find an opposing faction, that they might actually start opening it up so that it's faction, uh, the same faction fighting each other. I'm very curious to think about how that's going to work as far as loot turn-ins go, because uh, Reapers have always been able to turn in Reaper flags, but I'm curious to find out like what uh, the Guardians of, of uh, the Athena's Fortune are going to be able to do when they're trying to turn in another Athena's flag to the Mysterious Stranger. Uh, to talk about blunder bombs and jettisoning ship supplies and starting ship supplies, there have been some major changes that came uh, with this update. Right off the bat, every ship that gets into a server is now going to start off with uh, more cannonballs, with more wood planks, with more food. So now you're going to have um, 16 coconuts uh, for the uh, plus the existing bananas on your ship. Um, sloops are going to get 80 cannonballs to start and 35 planks to start. Galleons and brigs are going to start off with 90 cannonballs and 40 planks to start. Um, this is a welcome change in my opinion. I think this is probably one of the best things they could have done to get people out the door um, to be able to go do something faster. That's why I wanted them to be able to offer the gold sinks for being able to buy supplies. Um, I think this is a, a, a real positive change. I don't see any faults in this unless you guys do. I don't necessarily see a fault in it, but uh, I was actually just playing yesterday and didn't even notice the increase in cannibals. Uh, I, I believe it was like 40 before compared to 80. Yeah, it's double, but it's still not a whole, whole lot to be honest. Because uh, when we go into battle, we like to take at least 200 plus because if it's a war of attrition, it's going to be a while. I'd rather not run out of cannonballs mid-fight. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely helps, at least from my perspective, when you think about if you go to loot around uh, on an outpost, and we'll, we'll kind of say like an outpost has uh, a full stock of barrels, you're still going to run into that situation where by the time you actually raise anchor and set sail, you've probably got closer to 200 now uh, if everything is still in stock, but you're you're definitely not going to be as stocked as uh, maybe most people would probably want to be. Um, I'm trying to think if there was something else about that that I wanted to talk about, but I think overall, I think it's a, a positive change. I would have liked to have had the existing banana stock that we have, have those actually converted into coconuts. Because uh, I really don't think bananas just do enough healing nowadays. They really don't. Oh, definitely agree that it. But I'm not saying it's a bad change either. But it's just something I didn't really notice in the grand scheme of things, honestly. Yeah, same here. Um, the one thing that you did mention, uh, or that was mentioned earlier, is the the jettisoning of ship supplies. Um, and I I was doing some testing with this. You can scuttle your own ship at the start, respawn sail back to your outpost and pick up your own cannonballs uh, in the amount of time it takes for those to sink. Um, I think I sunk a ship the other day. It had beached itself um, on New Golden Sands, and I was sailing around and just kind of putting shots into it while they were trying to sell whatever they were trying to sell. And by the time the ship sank, 
uh, the barrels that had been jettisoned, uh, they stayed afloat for probably a minute before they despawned. But I've I've been told that they last 15 minutes uh, while they're from a, a sunk ship. Um, it's kind of crazy thinking about just how many barrels, uh, or how many cannonballs people have been able to get as a result of this change. Cause I think everyone's doing exactly what replicated is doing and, and that's stocking up pretty heavily, uh, before going into a fight. And if you're victorious, then you're going to get all of those cannonballs. Uh, but I think this again is a huge positive change to see if use. Oh, definitely. It's a lot easier to go back into battle. Like they said, um, when I first noticed it yesterday, I was ecstatic. We had like four or 500 cannonballs after two fights, which is a okay with me. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible. If you've, if you've got a crew that has been playing and they've stocked up and you go into a fight, not only do you get any loot they have, you get the flag, uh, but you also get the benefit of all of their supplies, which and, and maybe if anyone wants to jump in this awesome. But I, I want to say this, I think, is the the last straw that or the, the last thing that people could point at and say, this is why I shouldn't shink, sink a ship. And it was always the I'm not griefing. I'm not uh, trying to TDM. I'm trying to get supplies off of their ship before they sink. That's the only reason I'm keeping their ship afloat. And now that we have jettisoning supplies, there's no reason. It's actually more beneficial to you to actually sink as quickly as possible before they spawn back on their ship and start trying to grab some of their, the supplies that they can before they sink. It's actually better to sink them faster because chances are you'll probably get more of that uh, those supplies than if they had respawned and be able, been able to grab their chain shots or their blunder bombs. But is, anyone disagree with that or anyone have any thoughts? What um, I do like about it... Oh, sorry, go, 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 go. <laughs> what, what I do like about it, and I don't know if anyone else has had this, but uh, have you ever caught... Or found a rare fish, you know, sort of like a shadow storm fish, oh, and yeah. accidentally sank yourself. <laughs> the best part is now that barrel is going to pop back up. You can grab it out and disappear to your new ship. <laughs> That's what I love about it. No more lost ship. Uh, no more lost fish. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although if you are out there fishing and uh, someone tries to come sink you, definitely try and get to your barrel so you can eat at least one of the fish. Don't give them the satisfaction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love this change. Paddy, what do you think? Uh, I'm of two minds. I think for the PvP people that obviously are diving and uh, obviously doing the fight themselves, then yes, it's it's very, very good. For those people who like to do the adventure, um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get it straight in my head. Um, if I'm a, a FOF um, and I get someone come over and attack me, or I've got loads of loot on my ship and I get sunk, previous to this, I would either have to literally spawn at the outpost and bomb back over to wherever I got sunk or to the FOF, etc. Or take my time and run around the island to re uh, restock or overstock um, what I had on, on my ship. Okay. Um, and the guys that, I were that had sunk me would literally only have the resources they had to defend if we managed to get back to them. Now, they're going to have whatever I had on my ship, and I've still got to possibly stock up with whatever I need extra to take them on. So if I've sunk with 200 cannibals, I know that they're going to have 200, plus whatever they started with. I'm starting with 80 or 90, 
plus whatever I can glean from the outpost. You're not wrong. And I think that you actually brought up the solution to that in chat when we were talking about how to stock up better before you go out to sail, even with the 80 to 90 cannonball uh, crates. And it, it really does determine how much do you want that fof? How much are how much is the foof going to to be worth it to you if you you decide that you want to go and purchase another cannonball crate, buy the captain ship resources if you have access to them, loot the island, uh, maybe sail around somewhere, give give them time to work on the fort because you know unless they come in at the very end of the fort, chances are you'll have a few waves of skeletons to be able to. Uh, get back to them, plus get some supplies going. And worst case scenario, you get there as they're they're uh, finishing it up and they either run with the key or they open it up and you get to try and attack them while they're loading up, right? Yeah, yeah. like I say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm still trying to get it straight in my head, but definitely for, for those who are doing the fight for the Sea of Thieves, it's, it's awesome because obviously, like you say, it means I can get straight back into the fight rather than having to either log out, log back in so that I'm starting from scratch with a new ship that I don't have to pay to get repaired, etc. Or I respawn at the island and have to hope that nobody else has been there before and cleaned it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But for, for adventure, I'm still not sure that it's great. Mm. I, I, I'm very curious to think or to see like what people think of this or, or what kind of stories they've run into. Cause I, I don't disagree, but I also see that if you're the victor, you should have uh, a good one up on the person that you sank. Like the person sinking it's it, the onus is on them to prove that they can still win the fight when they come back. And if they can't, then they didn't, they weren't going to get that loot regardless. Um, but I, I do see where them being able to get everything that you have is a, a boon but it, it always kind of comes back to the idea of of denying supplies and why a lot of people used to keep their supplies in their barrels because they didn't they knew that if their ship sank they were denying the other crew those supplies they weren't going to get them in the actual barrels and pad you use crates all the time so does this does this really factor into how you're going to be organizing uh, supplies nowadays? Nope. You're still I still need. I still prefer them to all be on top deck so I can get to them. What I will probably do is start if I can get more crates, is spread them out across more crates because obviously if somebody gets on my ship and they nick that one shit, that one crate, I'm screwed. Yeah. Um, but that's me trying to keep people off my ship, and I think we had this conversation last. <laughs> <laughs> last gold order recording yeah yeah which was a, a just a couple of weeks ago um and that's that's it's a tough one because it's I, I i do agree that it's going to be almost impossible to always be able to keep people off your ship and it's it's definitely a good idea to kind of not like the the saying goes don't keep all your eggs in one basket right yeah that's right so did anyone have any other thoughts as far as the the jettisoning or did you want to jump into the the uh, conversation about blender bomb changes i think we could on that i think we just need to go to blender bombs because that is such a big change yeah so this is something that i'm still i'm still waiting to get uh, have a verdict on i think this is a win but i'm very curious to see what the community says after this so if you guys um going through the patch notes they've said that uh blender bombs 
uh, have had a reduce in availability. So blender bombs are now discovered slightly less frequently uh, in island barrels and fewer are collected at once. Um, captains restocking at the shipwright will find the throwable supplies now contain fewer throwables and has been reduced in price accordingly, which is a nice change. Uh, and the number of throwables found during the captains of the damned tall tale have now been significantly reduced, which... Did anyone, did any of you all know about this? I didn't hear that the Captains of the Damned Tall Tale was being farmed for blunder bombs. I was, that com completely came out of the blades me that. I didn't realize that was a thing. I knew about the food. You know, you go there, you find loads of food, but never yeah. blunder bombs. Was it blunder bombs? I thought it was for the cursed cannonballs. It's, uh, it could be for the throwables too. It says It just says throwables uh, as far as the, the captains of the damned. It says uh, crates found during the Dark Brethren tall tale now contain fewer blunder bombs as well. And the Dark Brethren is actually a really, a really good one to do since you, you, really, you don't even have to uh, go through a portal for that. You just have to throw down the daggers, sail up to uh, the Siren's Shrine um or or uh, fort whatever they call it and go grab them and then head out and you're good you don't have to jump through the portals like you do with the captains of the damned or no i guess that is the captains of the damned isn't it i'm starting to mix up my tall tales can't remember but regardless yeah, cap yeah captains of the damned is um tall tale four okay so yeah four, that is the dark like brother one yeah. Right. So yeah, they effectively they've been going in to try and get a bunch of blunder bombs from that, and that's been one of the the pain points of the Battle of the Sea of Thieves PvP stuff is is that blunder bombs are just too good and they needed to be uh, adjusted. The thing that I thought was interesting is, is that in the the video George Orton uh, was talking about how they now have the analytics to be able to. Uh, show just how dangerous and how powerful blunder bombs are, um, which I thought was really funny because it, it it never took into account like the data from the arena because in the arena you only ever had a small number of blunder bombs and chain shots that were available to you. So it makes sense that they didn't have quite as much analytics behind it when you just had the whole of Sea of Thieves available to you to go get as many supplies as you want. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad that they did this. I think this is another win. I think this is another positive change for the game and that it's going to help. Uh, it'll make things a little worse for those that love to do PVE, but at the same time, you already have so many tools available to you for PVE content that it's less of a pain for them than it is how much of a, a pain it was for people who love the PVP aspect of it to be just chaining blunder bombs at other people and just how many they had available to them it's not just the amount of blunder bombs it's also obviously the area that if you, i know that if you're on a sloop and you got hit with a blunder bomb it doesn't matter where you're stood on that sloop you're going to get damaged or knocked off you're right and that was something else they addressed too so one of the other changes that came to the blunder bombs is the area of effect it does to players uh, George had talked about how originally when you fire a cannonball from a cannon or a blunder bomb from a cannon, uh, it has a blast radius of 10 meters um, with a, a higher uh, like knockback up into the air. Um, if you were just to throw one, it was only five meters. So now they've taken the blast radius of the ones fired from cannons and reduced that down from 10 to five so that it's in line with the throwable. So, and they've also reduced the amount of knockup that it does when fired from a cannon on pirates on ships. So the goal here, I think, was it was going to be a lot harder for people to get uh, blunder bombed off of a sloop 
when they're getting attacked in in pvp and that it's it's more likely that it'll do damage it'll do it won't do a whole lot of damage but it won't just completely knock an entire crew off of the off the top deck uh with just one or two blunder bombs which was a huge it it, it it pretty much sealed the fate for most sloop crews i'm trying to think if there was something else about that anyone have any thoughts on that as far as like if that's a positive or negative like were you happy to see this? Definitely a positive, in my opinion. There were a lot of times where you'll be on the cannons and just getting knocked off the, the, your sloop, especially as a solo slooper, from someone that's getting a, a blunder bomb on you. Especially if you're going up against, say, a burger or galleon where you're completely out, uh, outnumbered, it's really hard to get back on the cannon or even back on the sloop once you get knocked off when they're just peppering you with a bunch of cannonballs. The discrepancy in force just makes it way too hard. I think this is definitely... A welcome change because i don't i mean i'm not saying i don't want to get knocked off if it's there and do but when four people are firing blunder bombs at you it makes it really hard not to yeah yeah and it, and it's really tough to deal with the fact that you there's no there's no way you can stop it either if if people are firing blunder bombs there's nothing you can do to prevent the damage or the knockback you can try and grab onto something but it's going to still knock you off and that's really frustrating mm -hmm. Yeah, especially because you can't get back on the cannons because you're getting knocked around your ship and worst case scenario, off your ship very easily. The only thing that I've seen that so far hasn't been addressed is the displacement for when your ship gets hit. Uh, the physics around like if you were to fire the stern or fire a blunder bomb on the stern of say like a galleon, two hits of that is going to turn your ship so much uh that it, it feels weird that that didn't get that that hadn't been spoken to at least that i've seen so far had what are you what are you talking about as far as the physics well it's fire a blunder bomb at the front of a ship and it will pull it towards you and the physics should be i hit the side of the ship it pushes it away from me that's interesting because I, I haven't if you hit the back of, if you hit the back of the ship it pushes the front away but it pulls the obviously the back towards you weird yeah that doesn't make it. That's not how it used to be. It used to be the other way around. Yeah, admittedly, I haven't done a huge amount of PvP this way. I've done a lot of sailing this week in general. But the, the, yeah, if you hit the front of the ship, it pulls it towards you. Oh, that's strange. Uh, hopefully, they can they can check and see if that's working as intended. But that's something where I'm I'm still wondering if if blunder bombs are still going to be the 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 highest thing to use in PvP just because you can knock someone out of uh out of a broad uh um oh what is it called a broad uh, when you're going into the broadside thank you oh my gosh brain i'm i swear i didn't just have an words attack. are hard words are hard especially for me uh but i'm i'm really glad that there and this was a quick change like we've had we've had this out now for what two weeks we've had a battle for the sea of thieves since it got kicked off or no it's been 3 weeks i think at this point because didn't it come out like late on the 22nd of November? So it's it's been a it's been a short amount of time that we've had this content, but they're willing to really take a look and see like what is going to keep this this healthy and and people using it. And I think the only way they can do that is if they address the matchmaking and the balance so that people aren't just absolutely decimated by blunder bombs or having to wait for a ship for like an hour and a half. Were there any other things that you guys wanted to jump into as far as the actual uh, blunder bombs or the PVP? Uh, how, has anyone gotten a chance to get their curses yet? Because I know I haven't. 
no one did. No, definitely no a grind. They did change the uh, the the amount of experience that it takes to go from one hundred to one thousand. Anyone happy about that? Because I'm not. No, because I don't. I doubt I'm ever going to get that far. My only goal is to get into these two new areas, and that even that's taking forever. I've done a lot of battles, and I think I'm ranked ten in both of them thereabouts, which is only about what a little a little over ten wins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm only five in each of mine, and, and I know a lot of people out there who've been able to get their curses for both sides, and it definitely depends on, you know, how good of a crew you have, what time you're sailing, you know, are you are you able to, to kind of get a lot of time in to sail? Most of the streamers, I think, have all got it, um, but I, I feel like they really needed to change the carrot on the stick for this. I really think they should have given you access to those areas even if you can't buy anything, at least access to them somewhere between like level 25 to 50. Uh, somewhere in that range, I think would have been a good a good thing to at least give players an opportunity to go down into those areas to see like what you can buy to give them an idea of like, hey, these are the really cool things that you can actually pick up. Because uh, right now having to wait to get to 100 just to even get into those areas, I think is is too high for the casual people that are getting six to eight hours of game time a week oh definitely especially when you can be on pvp trying to uh as the quote-unquote defender and wait four hours and not see a single person like the other night we were sailing four or five hours nothing the only reason we got a little bit of exp is because we rolled up on two sloops that were fighting and destroyed them both yeah i i think that's a, a a horrible experience if you're looking to try and do the gold hoarder thing if you're trying to trying to build up that that gold vault that you have uh to try and see like if you can get some some actual reputation and gold for it um there's a whole discussion to be had that i think i might drag caleb in for to talk about like having multiple reputations that represent the same groups of people and patty says no <laughs> Pad, you not you you don't want Caleb to to jump in on that conversation. No one wants Caleb. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, that's not that's not true. But, but he'll understand. He will. Yeah. No, it's um it's weird to think that we have Athena's fortune, but we also have guardians of the of the Athena. Like it's it's weird that we have multiple reputations, and I think it's getting maybe a little too convoluted for. Uh, people that have haven't been keeping up with Sea of Thieves and they're jumping in to do uh, to do content and not sure like what these different factions mean or how they gain access to stuff. But I, I think that might have to be a conversation for a different episode um, that I might want some help with. So, uh, but did anyone have any last thoughts that they actually wanted to to jump into? Replicated, you're talking about some of the the PvP experience that you've had. Yeah, uh, overall it's a good experience. It's just like uh, like I was saying. Uh, the wait times can be abysmal. We've we play at nighttime, so there's already not many people on um, in our in our area. Because when I play, is usually from two to five in the morning EST, and that's when we can run galley. And uh, on this galley, like I said, we were five hours. We tried diving three times and didn't get anything for five hours until we saw two sloops fighting, and we just took the chance. Felt bad for the sloops, but we did what we had to. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been a lot tougher to uh, to find emergent PvP, which I think might be a topic for another episode as well, too, um, where having having that emergent, that that questionable play 
style in Sea of Thieves nowadays. Um, I wonder if Sea of Thieves, if the battle for the Sea of Thieves has kind of killed some of that, that, you know, running into a crew and not sure, not being sure like what's going to happen with them or, you know, how that interaction is going to go. Because if they're looking for PvP, they're probably diving or they're probably defending. And chances are you'll probably run into third party situations more than uh, just straight on one on ones. Um, if they're looking for a fight or you might just run into people that want nothing uh, to do with other people. So very curious to hear how people start to find the seas with this being something that is uh, continuously evolving and stuff. Was there anything else you guys wanted? You guys are talking in chat and I love your conversation, but I want to I want to see if we can get this for other folks because you guys are talking about defending versus uh, doing content and, and whatnot. But replicated and Patty, what do you guys what are you guys going on? I just didn't want to seem like out of nowhere. No, I was just saying because uh, we, we switched to defending because, like I said, we tried to dive like three or four times and just to no avail. Uh, he mentioned that uh, galley wait times are absolutely abysmal. I didn't know that there was much of a difference other than when we did do swoop, we found it quickly. We don't really do PvP on Brig a whole lot. But uh, no, I can definitely see that. But it also really kind of stinks because we like running galley when we have four people on. We don't want to leave any of them out. Pad, you yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Galleon times, like I said, I haven't done a lot in the last week, but the first couple of weeks we did a bit. Um, but yeah, galleon times are horrendous. There have been multiple times where we've been sat and we've uh, flicking between the two just to see which one's the, obviously the quickest time. And there are times where both of them have been more than 10 minutes. And it's like, uh, oh, let's just go and do adventure stuff and not worry about doing the PvP stuff because I am not waiting around to dive or, like you say, sit in the tunnel for X amount of minutes. Um, I, I used to prefer Galley, um, like Replicated, but I, I tend to boards more to Brig now um, because of maneuverability speed. Um, and you've only got one deck to worry about in the obviously the fighting side of it. Brig but, feels yeah, the, like the best. Brig and, Brig and Sloop seem to have a lot better times. Um, yeah. And whilst there are still obviously large swings between which faction you're sailing for, um, we I tend not to put up a, a if, if I'm going to go and do PvP, I tend not to put up a flag, and that way I can just switch between the two and not have to worry about having the wrong flag up. Interesting. So we'll just, we'll just literally, we'll just look at whoever's got the quickest times. Yeah. We'll, we'll go and sail for that and then dive. So the gold is less of an issue for you. You'd you'd much rather just be able to get into battles quicker. I, I, yeah, I think for, for those who want gold, fair enough. But in terms of, I just want to get my wins in. I want to get to level 100. And the quickest way of doing that is not having to worry about defending and sitting and waiting, as Replicator just said, for hours waiting for somebody to come off on me. And I know, obviously rare have released details um through andy about obviously how their match making system works at the moment and how they're looking at changing that mm. um you've also so i i know that they are obviously working on it but yeah i just yeah they also I talk just to... want I just, I tend just i tend just to want to fight get it over and done with rather than carrying loot and weren't doing all the other bits and go along with it i can go and do that in normal adventure yeah yeah, and I totally forgot to bring this up too, but uh, they also took care of the ability for, or they also took care of the the fact that people who are defending can no longer use the Shores of Gold Shroud to uh, bait 
uh, attackers into a fight where they aren't going to be able to handle the 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 uh, shroud and and just sink from being in the Red Sea at that point as well too. So that's a that's a real positive change for me that people aren't using that as an exploit anymore. I can happily say that I was actually one of those people who reported people doing that. Nice, yeah, because that yeah, was we actually had somebody who was literally parked literally so that the circle had one sliver of non-red sea in it and we spawned in that sliver heading straight towards them and we were quick enough and wily enough to get out of it um, and just sit in that sliver and uh, we just outweighed them and they just decided no that's fine we're gonna we're gonna take it and leave yeah yeah which is that's because there's nothing you can really do unless you want to shoot over and try and board them and then get their ship uh like you know try and sink their ship by by actually boarding it there's not really a whole lot that you can really do at that point so i'm glad they fixed that i think that they still have some work to do with um the emergent threats i think being being in the tunnel and getting krakened is a is a really bad experience for for folks that are trying to actually go for a fight um i'm glad that world events like the megalodon and the um the kraken are things that you can't have people spawn on you when you're stuck in those um, but it doesn't affect the fleets you can be in the middle of a fleet and get attacked by someone uh, which is i think they need to address that as well too um, i think if you're engaged in any kind of world event in the area that that event takes place or if it spawns on you it should cancel out the ability to be spawned on from a defending perspective i will disagree with you on that really if Why? you have if you have put the vote in mm -hmm. to be part of the fight it's upon you to be in a prepared state if you choose to go into that fleet and start the fight while you are trying to defend mm -hmm. that's on you doesn't that seem a little unfair if you're just looking to get loot and three sloops spawn on you and another crew spawns on you and now you've got four crews to fight against nope as i said uh, you've put yourself in that position if you want to defend uh, that's fine but don't put yourself in a position where you could be ganged up on by pve and pvp replicated you got I'm some on, thoughts on yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt I, I was waiting for him to stop I, i'll agree with him too because uh, there are crews we've fought in that are absolutely amazing uh we saw a guy um he was stacking, stacking veils and fighting off the veil while fighting us off and another sloop that came into the fight and still absolutely buttered all our bread. Um, I think if you're voting to do PvP, that's something you have to be prepared for. And as a defender, you have to be ready for that at any time, be it that you're on a host or in a world event. I think you kind of signed up for that. So I, I think all is fair and that. I'll agree with uh, Pat here. Interesting. Carl, you had some thoughts? Yeah, I, I completely agree with Pat. Um, obviously, once you get to that four-win streak as well, obviously, you're shown on the map for everyone to see anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're inviting people to come after you. And if you're stacking loot and you're voting for PvP, then you're going to have to defend that PvP, mm -hmm. whether that's doing a, a vault, whether that's doing one of the C4s. I see that a lot, actually. The Veils, see that a lot. If you want to sail into the middle of a fleet whilst knowing that someone could spawn on you, then... I, I feel there's only one person to blame in that, in that scenario, unfortunately. But the advantage you've got is the scally ships will also shoot them as well. Could work in your favor, could work against you, but you both want a level playing field, really. So 
Why do you think that they've turned it off for people who get megged or krakened? I didn't realize they had. Mm -hmm. I know people again. I know people again. So what makes those different? Krakened is you are your ship is then limited to what it can actually physically move and do. In the fact that if you are wrapped by a kraken, you you don't go forward, you don't move at all, you can't turn. I mean, fifty percent of the time, you can't get back on your ship if you get knocked off of it. If a if a skelly ship hits me with an anchor ball, what's the difference? You can get the anchor up and move within fifteen seconds. But if you're getting hit by two two uh, skelly ships, one of them's an anchor, one of them's a sail, one of them's a helm. You know, you 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 take your pick on the cursed cannonballs. You're still immobilized. Um, yeah, but you are still able to move. Well, in a, I'd say I'm, I'm not the Meg. I'm not quite sure why they've disabled spawning in on that, but the Kraken I can understand. Mm, interesting. I've, I've got it. On, on a sloop, getting rid of them, getting rid of a Kraken is is two tentacles, so it's ten cannonballs. Right. On a larger ship, it obviously takes a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no Megs, I can't understand Krakens. I do. Hmm. Skelly ships, unless you unless you're actually in the fight, uh, in the um, obviously in the Battle of Sea of Thieves, they're random anyway. Yeah, Carl, you had a thought though. I want to I want to hear your thoughts. Well, I wonder if the Kraken and Meg have been stopped because of the fact that they just focus on your ship. And if someone was spawning in on you, usually they'll be outside of that direct circle of attack, perhaps. So you could have someone spawn on you whilst you're being Krakened, and they could just sit on the edge of the crack and just pinging shots at you. I think you could do the same so thing get, in a battle, a battle of a fleet, a fleet battle, though. Potentially, but a fleet, you're choosing to do. A yeah. Kraken, you're not choosing. Same with a Meg, you're not choosing to do the Meg. But you are choosing oh. PvP, so shouldn't you be yeah. ready regardless? You should, yes. But if you've got that down, uh, it's an unfair advantage to have something specifically set to you, which you don't have a choice of. So uh, you, do, you, do, you don't get to decide if a Kraken is going to spawn on you. You're deciding if you're going to go through a fleet. Now, uh, what's happening with skelly ships spawning, like standard skelly ships spawning? As far as is I it... know, you, you can still get those. Uh, you can still get attacked from skelly ship spawns on, on you as well. You see, I, I don't understand that if they stop the Kraken and Meg. But if they stop all three of them when you've got the hourglass voted on, then I can understand it. Because it's random spawns. You don't get to choose when that happens. Whereas if you're going into a, into a world event such as the fleet, mm -hmm. you are making it, well, I'd like to say you're making an active decision to go into that. The amount of times I accidentally sail through them, um, it, you know, it, it's one of them. But I feel those events, they're in one area, you should know that they're there, you got to be prepared for it. But if a Kraken spawns on you and then a ship spawns, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel that's a bit unfair. Interesting. It's good points. Strong points. I, I really, I have a hard time arguing against it. Um, but was there anything else that you guys wanted to dive into? Was there anything that I missed that came up during those streams? I know that um, there's a new owl set that everyone should be really excited about in the Emporium. A lot of people asking for owls. So you can now have a ship set that looks like a, like it's, it's owl themed. Um, still no owl pets though. I don't know if we'll ever get that. Uh, but just some really awesome stuff that's actually been coming. Again, if you guys have been following along, you've hopefully been able to get a lot of the orb stream drops and stuff like that. Um, I'm really curious to see what the conversation is like in January for the next community episode. I'd love to get some more thoughts on how the PvP side is going, uh, what people's thoughts have been as far as like what the rest of the adventure world has been like with PvP being 
kind of the main driving thing for folks if they want to get some action into the Sea of Thieves. Um, but yeah, uh, any any thoughts or anything that I missed out on that you guys want to bring up real quick? Just real quick, uh, regarding the Meg getting removed from PvP, I think it makes sense because if someone were to harpoon that during the fight, I feel like there could be a lot of shenanigans with that. Just a side note, just something that popped into my mind. Mm, yeah, you could definitely use that uh, as an advantage or a disadvantage. I always think that the that the Meg and the Kraken, while they do spawn on one person, they aren't just on that one person. They can actually change uh, change to to fight other ships if they if they decide to which i i really do wonder how that even works out all right well if everyone's good then let's call this an episode uh we'll head out and see if we can get some uh get some more drops in in the sea of thieves channel uh as we head out carl anything you want to say or promote as we head out um if it's okay with you i'd just like to give a, a couple of people a shout out if that's all right this is what it's for yes because these guys have been working tirelessly recently and um, i'm sure you'll agree yeah. But like I said, Luton Liz, Music Me, Mini, uh, Mini Mimarkley, Clamity Cares, Blair, and Catru Walker, who are the team behind Softfest. The tickets went on sale today. They've done an excellent job. Please, if you don't already know them, go check them all out because they are incredible. Yeah, I'll echo that. I've been trying to get tickets um, all most of the morning, probably for the last few hours now. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get an extra ticket. Uh, I am going to SOT Fest this year. Uh, my wife and I are going to be showing up and I'll be doing a, a recording at the podcast or for the podcast uh, there as well, too. So I'm um, looking forward to that. And, and I know they are working hard to try and make sure that people are getting an opportunity to uh, to get tickets if possible. Um, the news is out there. We've got a channel set up right now so that if folks are looking to um, to go, all of the information is now available. Uh, make sure you're booking early and often if you can. Um, I don't know if uh, Davram is going this year. He he said that he wasn't sure just based on uh, money and time, but I know that because there is an SOT Fest that is probably going to happen in North America, chances are he will probably be going to that one, and I will probably be going to that one as well too. Um, but good call on the shout out for the SOT crew. They've They've been working hard today. Mina, anything you want to call or shout out as we head out? No, I just second what Carl said and there. Yeah. Awesome. And replicated, you're tired, I know, but anything you want to say or shout out uh, as we head out? No, just specifically, um, if anybody's ever looking to play with someone, I'm usually on when I have my days off, so I'm always willing to join. Uh, my gamer tag's posted somewhere in the server. Uh, it's pretty similar to my, my tag on literally everything, so just something i wanted to say definitely yeah and if you guys don't know we do have a looking for pirate channel in the discord um there is a gamer tag list that is in there so if you guys are looking to crew up with anyone else and someone says they're available hop over to the gamer tag uh, list channel and uh, most of the folks have their gamer tags listed in there uh for for people to be able to find each other um and then pad uh last but not least as always because you got the x in your name anything you want to say or shout out um just the shepherds um the shepherd chat's been pretty quiet for the last month or so uh, but if there's anybody out there that needs to do certain things whether it be commendation hunting or uh, getting fights in uh, fight wins in the pvp areas um just hit 
the Sherpa Masters up and uh, we'll try and fit you into a, a slot. Definitely. And and make sure that if you are looking to uh, hit Pirate Legend as well, that's a good thing for the Sherpas. They love being able to help people get hit Pirate Legend. So if you're close and you need those last few levels and you want to get some folks together from the Keelhaul community to be able to help out with that, definitely let them know like when, when you'd be available, uh, how many people you'd look to have and uh, utilize those Sherpas uh, who are out there looking to help other pirates hit Pirate Legend, learn how to play Sea of Thieves, uh, need help with specific commendations, things like that. Because um, most of us we still need gold. a lot. Lots of gold as well, too. They're very <laughs> good at getting gold. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, folks, thank you all so much for jumping in. I know this is a week earlier. Um, I know that we're butting up against the the busiest time of the year. And as, as it was last year, um, it was always tough to try and wrangle people in for these community episodes. But everyone that is a gold hoarder is always more than welcome to join in on these. They happen at the end of uh, the last Saturday before the final Monday of uh, each month. So um, whatever the last Monday is, unless it's like this this month, uh, the Saturday is the before that is the the recording for the gold hoarder episodes for the patron members um thank you so much for your support thank you all so much for jumping in today i'm glad that we got a chance to talk about these blunder bombs uh, i'm glad that we got a chance to gush over the the new golden sands port town that we have um, and i'm looking forward to seeing like what next uh episode is going to to be able to to look like All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast, episode 254. Thank you to the patrons once again for jumping in to be able to talk about some of the things that are going on. Uh, I will be jumping into the lore that we got from the Orb stream, some speculation on what could be going on with Briggsy as well as the, uh, the, the stuff that appeared in the Orb. I don't want to ruin it if anyone hasn't seen it, but there were some really nice clips that came through. Rare really doing a good job of kind of foreshadowing some of the stuff that's going to come in the future, whether it's correlated or or, or uh, 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 altogether, we don't quite know yet, but that's kind of the fun about speculation. We'll see what's going on with that. But make sure you guys are getting your drops. Make sure that you're getting your uh, login bonuses with Grog Manet. Make sure you're getting your extra tankard notch on that. Uh, plenty of stuff to keep a heads up on. So hopefully you have time to at least log in a couple times this week. With that, Pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. Do you love the Mass Effect series? And are you looking to learn even more about Mass Effect, the things that you didn't even know that you didn't know, well, this is your host, 
Tom, or robots, and me and my co-host N7Legend do a show called The Mass Effect Lorecast. It is available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this right now. We also do it live on twitch.tv slash robotsradio, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific on Sunday nights. So go look it up right now, The Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to have you join us.